Intimacy is scary. It's risky. Yet without it, we suffer. Without the risk of really being known by others and our deepest being, we are left with a loneliness that steals the joy our souls were meant to reside in. For many of us, the fear of rejection, the fear of being hurt, feels too big to let others in. And we have years of evidence in our past that torment us when we would even attempt to step forward into this openness. The vulnerability required for such an endeavor as intimacy. Our gospel reading today illustrates that Jesus knows exactly this struggle. He is the creator of the universe, the redeemer of civilization, and yet he felt the pain of rejection from those who followed him. There was no guarantee that he would not be totally abandoned in these verses. Jesus asked his inner circle, those he loved most, he said, do you want to go away as well? No doubt that when Jesus asked that question, he held his breath, waiting for an answer. The evidence all points to this being another failure of humanity to recognize the God who loves us, who wants relationship with us. If you look over the swath of human history, it all points towards rejection over and over of God. God came to his people and time and time again, they've turned their back on him. We have turned our back on him. From hiding in the garden to choosing slavery over vulnerability, to rejecting the God of their ancestors for idols who promise wealth and privilege, the children of God, humanity, has chosen to lean away from relationship with God. Even in the context of this present reading, we see that rejection of Christ is imminent. The risk that Jesus takes when he asks this simple question of his disciples is huge with all signs pointing towards being rejected. Let's just take a look at what's going on here. In the chapters before this one, Jesus has become a superstar. He healed a young girl who was close to death, a man who had been unable to walk, he made to walk. He gathered a crowd of over 5,000 people and then through a miracle, fed them all. Right before our reading today, Jesus was literally and figuratively walking on water, truly on a trajectory of insta-mega-influencer status. For context in Instagram math, Jesus had the equivalent of about 10 million followers, given the population of the local area around him. Then he does the unthinkable. What would be considered heresy to anyone attempting to build a business or a buzz around an idea or around themselves. He does the very last thing that any empire builder would ever do. He invites intimacy. Jesus offered vulnerability and it scared people away. Cancel culture is not a new idea. Jesus was owning it. He went from having over 5,000 followers to having just 12 
who were a little shaky themselves in just a matter of a few hours. He invites his followers to be so intimate with him, to be such a part of who he is, that they would eat his very flesh and drink his blood. To be nourished is truly the most intimate experience that we can have. I think maybe moms know that, right? They've experienced that. We've all experienced it as babies. And Jesus invites us into that with him, to be fed by him. And the lesson is clear. When life is hard, when the teachings are hard, we are offered deeper communion with Christ and with each other. Through this level of being known, of pouring himself out for humanity, communion with God could be realized. A God who would become our nourishment, our very survival, depends on the deepest level of intimacy we could imagine. Jesus wasn't using logic here. He wasn't laying out an apologetic of well-reasoned considerations why he should be followed. He appealed directly to the heart, and it was shocking. But for those willing to accept this hard teaching, he is offering eternal life, eternal joy, intimacy with each other as the church and intimacy with God, a rock on which to stand and a light to a broken and hurting world. I love the paradox here. To truly reach the never-ending joy that all of us desire, we have to risk what little security and sense of safety and logical reason that we have and be willing to be intimate. We have to have faith. Even if we do not always recognize it, we know the power of intimacy that is only possible when we are vulnerable. Right now, over 7,000 miles away from us, we see vulnerability. We see raw pain and anguish as 20 years of hope are wiped out. The chance for equal rights for women is literally slipping through the fingers of those who have fought so hard for the chance. We see, we see it playing out before us in videos and in articles that we read, and our heart breaks at the sight of true vulnerability. Our instinct is to love, to insulate those who are hurting. This is Christ in us. Christ who longs for hearts to feel whole and to find joy. And the pain of this desperate situation reverberates around the world and we feel its shock. We have an opportunity to fight this madness face to face, to stand and say, here I am God, send me. But maybe not in the way our logical brains want to make sense of it. Not by booking a flight to Afghanistan and buying a rifle in a canteen, but by directly addressing the pain with our hearts, by being vulnerable with each other, being open to the vulnerability and brokenness in our community, to be willing to lose all of our credibility, all of our power, all of our influence for the truth of the gospel. The gospel that Christ came 
to unite us, to bind us together in communion with him and with each other. Peace starts in our own hearts through faith in Christ's words, trusting him when it doesn't make sense. And as this light grows, we share it. Being willing to be vulnerable with each other as Christ is with us, tear, tearing down our defensive walls and building an intimacy that risks it all and gains it all in the same breath. Peter, when confronted with Jesus' question, responds with the same faithfulness and humility that births conversion even in us today. He says, where else could I go? Recognizing that there is no hope for eternal life outside of Christ, Peter is all in. When I reflect on this teaching in our own parish, I am overwhelmed by the faithfulness and vulnerability displayed by the work of the Holy Spirit in our own lives. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, we are starting a culture in this community that leans into intimacy with our Savior and with each other. We offer to God what He has given, our time, our treasure, and our talent, symbolized and lived out in the offertory of our own liturgy. Then, as Christ taught, we partake of His flesh, we drink His blood. In being nourished by Christ, we are empowered to go into our daily lives, giving of ourselves as Christ demonstrated. In our outward actions and in our inward parts, we demonstrate intimacy with Christ, which transforms our intimacy with each other. And our love and openness for our community. Where pain and sadness has presented itself in our parish, we have proven that we are willing to step into the hard places and be present. With the truth of Christ's words in the example of our parish, I want to encourage you today. If you're hurting, if you feel scared or anxious, if you are bothered or hurt by the thought of being intimate. Intimacy with Christ and in his church is the way to freedom. In the very lives of our small church plant, we bear witness to the ways in which we become vulnerable and respond to Jesus as Peter. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And we have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God.